All right, you're back. It's your host, Richie Rich and Down Payment Dylan. You're now tuned in to Sold in 60, the only timeshare podcast in the, the world. world. <laughs> and today we got a guest that is having a fire, a hot week. Um, just, just for the week, already, I think it's 100000 on the on the money. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Having a, a, a good summer and just, just warming up. So we're going to give a thunderous round of applause to our guy. Alex Barbosa. What's up, Big A? What's up? How you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Thanks for pulling up on us. Sold in 60. Thank you for having me. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate you pulling up on us. So, Dylan. Yes, sir. What's the word, man? Another episode. Another episode. Um, if you're watching this on Spotify, we're hearing people are listening and watching this on Spotify. Um, make sure to check us out on all your social media platforms. Uh, shout outs to our sponsors, Factual Film Studio, for making this possible. If you guys are looking to shoot podcasts or rent podcast space, please get in contact with them. And also shout out to our sponsors, uh, Richdale School of Real Estate. If you're looking to get into the real estate industry, if you're looking to get continuing education classes and things of that nature, reach out to them. They'll take great care of you. But for right now, we got our man Alex in the building. Alex, what's good with you, man? What's up? So tell us about your 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 journey, man. Uh, first of all, tell us where you're from. Where's, what's your background? So uh, I'm Puerto Rican. I was born and raised here in Orlando. And uh, really, that's about it. You know, I'm 24 years old and in the timeshare industry or sales industry really for four years. And and uh, I'm loving it. Young money. For sure. Wow. For, so you was getting it since you was 20. Yeah. That's what's up. This, listen, if I could turn back the clock and get in the business back then, damn, you ahead of the game, brother. A little bit. You yeah. ahead of the game. What were you doing before you got into the timeshare industry? College, you know, like college, delivering pizzas, just trying to figure it out. Like, I didn't know what to do, mm. you know, mm. and um, just kind of fell into my lap, really, to be honest, you know. Got you. Who introduced you? Uh, this lady named uh, Naima. Mm. Or ain't I think, and um, yeah, I mean it's it's a long story, really. It it really is. It I um, I don't you know. got time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, basically, um, you know, I was delivering pizzas back in college, and I was like, man, I just this isn't for me, and I honestly feel like I can do better. Like I I didn't. It's nothing against people that deliver pizzas or in the fast food industry or in the food industry and mm -hmm. just in general, but. You know, I I, um, I remember sitting down with the manager one day, and he was trying to strategize what's going on with his, uh, you know, how to get more revenue in the door. And I helped him with like a little bit of marketing, mm -hmm. and I just like I kind of had a brain for stuff like that, right? And um, so then one day I was sitting there, and I'm kind of religious, right? So I'm, I'm praying, and I'm like, man, can I, I? I need something, God. I need something good. You know, um, I want to start, you know, providing for my family, being a man, and all that. And then. Um, so I decided to get my real estate license. And I originally intended to go into residential real estate. Um, but uh, one day I'm on a delivery, and I don't have my seatbelt on. And I'm driving down. It's the intersection on actually where Westgate Palace is uh, on Carrier Drive slash International Drive. And I'm, I'm there, and I see um, the, uh, the road. And I'm, it's the intersection. I see everybody on this lane. They're stopped. I'm right here. I'm going to turn left. And when I turn left... I don't see anybody coming. This guy actually in that long line, I see him. He's going like 80 miles an hour, going extremely fast, mm -hmm. runs right into me. Mm. And I'm like, 
whoa, like, I, I was like, God, please, you know, take, take the wheel because I'm, I'm going to die right now because mm. I don't have any seatbelt. I don't got nothing, right? And um, so, uh, yeah, I got hit. Car got all mangled up. I'm crawling out of my car, bleeding. I was mad and raged. You know, it was just like, man, this I I'm a good person. I just want to, you know, good, do good things for my family and stuff like that. And uh, why, why are you doing this to me? So I'm thinking these things, and um, uh, they take me to the hospital because I'm just so bloodied up, like, everywhere. And they're like, hey, we we got to take you just in case. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Uh, but I felt fine, and then um, everything came out. Of, I came out of the hospital fine. Everything was good. Uh, but I, uh, I, I walk, as soon as I walk out, I see an officer, and he's waiting for me. And he hands me a ticket, and I'm like, what? I'm like, a ticket for me? And I start getting, like, mad. I'm like, me, of all people, like, what's going on? Like, why are, you know, why are you giving me a ticket? Like, that guy was going 80 miles an hour. You just said it yourself. He had said it for a second. And I was like, man, what's going on? And then uh, he kind of, like, slapped some, like, some, like, gratefulness, like, some gratitude in me because he was like, man, you should be, like, counting your blessings because uh, I just went to a car accident prior to your car accident. And that guy had, he got hit going 45 miles an hour. And he had a seatbelt. He's dead and you're not. Mm -hmm. So I was like, right there, it hit me. I was like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I should just shut up, take the ticket, and, and just count my blessings. You know, that's it. And um, from there, I, I was using my dad's car for like a week or two or so until I got my next one. And then uh, I see this lady walking up to me. It's Naima. She's in some flip-flops, black pants, and a, and a polo, and she, she has a Westgate shirt on. And I see her eyeing me down, and I'm like, all right, well, whatever, right? And I'm washing my dad's car, and uh, I'm outside my dad's house, right? And she... um. I see, she starts walking like beam straight towards me and I'm like what does she what does she want so she asked me who painted my dad's house my dad has his own company and you know he does all that stuff and uh and I exchanged information from there but I was getting my license at the time like I said like I was just kind of like trying to look for some new things to do and I said hey I see you work at Westgate I know it's like a real estate company or something like that like tell me about it what is it what is it that you do I'm getting my license and like without a hesitation she goes oh, I'm a manager there I'll hire you <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. what? That sounds like time shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Some crazy stuff, right? You yeah. talking about the Naima from um from Morocco? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she was my manager. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah. So. So she brought you in. What year was that? 2019. 2019. So that was at the lakes. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's what's up. Mm -hmm. They had all the renovations by then. No. No. Okay. I've seen it grow, mm. you know, a little bit, not too like. <laughs> some people have seen it, like I've been here since like one building. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, like, but I've seen it a little, you know, expanded a little bit and uh, have those renovations. Gotcha. That's what's up. That's what's up. Man. Uh, we were just talking about that. How like a lot of the people that get into the businesses, it's really referral. Like somebody see something in someone and be like, "Yo, you should come over and work over here." It's usually like that, like. Yeah. I've only met one person who was searching on Indeed and ended up, you know, like actually, um, you know, joining a resort because they found it online. But most people, somebody usually brings you in. It's usually yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. when you came in the game, you went straight to the uh, front line side, day line side? No, nah, in-house. You went straight to in-house. Okay. You had no idea what timeshare was or anything like that. <laughs> but you learned very quickly. Yeah. Okay, this is not your first sales job, is it? Uh, it is. It was. 
It was. Yeah. Really. I'm. I think I'm. My family. We all kind of talk like salespeople naturally. Okay. So um, I kind of had that in my favor, but mm. but still, I didn't know anything, especially with this job. This job is different from other sales jobs. Absolutely. How was the training? Oh, brutal. Yeah. Brutal. I. I. In all honesty, uh, crazy story. I failed all the uh, tests that you're supposed to fail, like the limit, and they still kept me. I guess they saw something in me, but. Yeah. What was the limit? It was, it was like four, um, four, four tests, I think. Four. Yeah, four, and I had failed like five. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was just I, I was never a good student, but I was good with people, so mm. it was just like maybe they saw that and uh, ran with it and just took a chance. But uh, I was working every day, sweating like had like two hours of sleep a night, like it was bad. Oh, you had a job while you was doing training. No, 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 no. I just, I was a terrible student. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I've never, uh, high school was always about sports and college. Like, I tried it, but I was just like, man, it's not for me because mm. I'm just not great of a student. And then, uh, you know, that trying to train your body into doing something that it's never done before was so difficult. But now I'm, you know, efficient and whatnot, and I can memorize things like right off the rip as soon as you tell me. Mm-hmm. But, um, did you Did you know about the income potential going into it? No, I just, I, I heard it. It was like, you can make some money. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, you know, I'm just happy to be here, you know, try new uh, skills and acquire new skills and and uh, be aggressive and and maybe maybe make some money. But mm-hmm. And is it is it everything that they said it would be? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But at least you came in the game with your license. You know, a lot of people don't. No, actually, I didn't. That was unfortunate. I, at first, when I first, I was getting my license, mm-hmm. but then I got into class. And they told me, wait. I was like, all right. So I waited three weeks in. And then, um, you know, I started my first month. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trying to balance getting my license and studying for, like, Westgate and, like, figuring out what, what to do with owners and and frontline and, like, you know, new uh, renters and stuff like that. And um, I was trying to balance all that together. Uh, but I, I came out white hot, you know, just on fire. And selling a hundred grand each month, and at that time that was different. You know, that was like you're you're good, you know. And um, yeah, I mean, from there I did that for two months, but then I had the kiss of death, and after that went blank. And really, it was just a lot of pressure of uh, trying to get my license. And on top of that, trying to continue to sell every day. So, so for the listeners and the viewers, tell us what is the kiss of death. So the kiss of death is basically when you. Uh, come out like white hot like on fire selling everything basically everything or maybe selling your first tour mm. and you think it's easy and it's not it's really not <laughs> it's really not and um basically uh you go from there and, and if you're, you're doing really well so you think you're like you know the, the guy like you're on you're top the of the world yeah mm. and uh <laughs> it will you know you'll be humbled very quickly Mm. And um, uh, basically, that kiss of death will show you that you don't know anything. Mm. And that was me. Now, do you think it was really just all in your mind? Or do you think those particular families just didn't have the money? Or do you think you were just missing steps? Or what do you feel like was going on during that kiss of death period? Everything. Basically, everything (laughs) (laughs) everything you just said. Yeah. Honestly, I was in my mind. Um, I uh, was missing steps. I honestly forgot how to sell because it was my first time, you know, selling. And I, out of the class, you, you're you so, like, mentally prepped up and charged to, to go, you know, the best training in the world. 
and um, they they basically give you like a boost of confidence to go out there, and mm. I forgot all of that, mm. and I was just kind of going off the whim, maybe by like a month and a half in, and I was kind of selling here and there, but then right after, I mean, Jesus, I, I forgot everything, started doing missing steps, not doing the intent statement, not doing, you know, urgencies on property, like yeah. none of that stuff. Just going know? through the motions, being yeah. a tour guide almost. Yeah. Okay, so during this time, let's say during the kiss of death phase, when you're going into the rep room, what are some things that, what's what commotion, what are you hearing in the rep room? Are you hearing different pitches? Are you trying to copy people's pitches? Are you trying to, like, what's going on in the rep room during this time? Or do you try to stay away from everybody in the rep room? <laughs> nah, I was an idiot, uh, to be told. <laughs> to, be, to be honest, you know, um, telling the truth, uh, I was an idiot. I was sitting there trying to copy people's pitches and not understanding that I had to do my own thing. And, um, yeah, it was bad. It was really, really bad. And uh, I went in there just kind of, like, picking off new guys and old guys. And then uh, uh, actually one of the, like, the top reps at the time, uh, his name is Marvin. He's like, dude, just go back to the basics. Yeah. But let's talk about that, though, because I think that happens to everybody. You know, you're, you're in a training for X amount of weeks and you're, you're taught this script. And usually when you get on the floor, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you get on the floor, you have this, this new group of people who was like, just came out of training. And then you're amongst the people who have been there for a minute, knowing what you've just been through, and some people would be like, yo, don't do none of that shit. We don't do none of that. Yeah. Because this is what really really what works in the real world. And when you're new, you're trying to figure it out. So did you experience that same thing? Yeah. Yeah. Even uh, some of the managers were telling me not, not to do any of that stuff, too. <laughs> and I was like, all right, like, I'll do whatever you guys say, you know. And uh, I just I was really hungry. And, like, yeah. it, you know, you just kind of go with the whatever – who's a boss and who, who is like, who's that guy, what he tells you. And they, they could be misleading you too. You know, they could just be doing that just cause they, uh, they don't want the competition. You never know. You don't know. You don't know who's genuine. You ever watch, um, there was a documentary with Arnold Schwarzenegger and I forgot the name of it. I think it was called Pumpin' Iron. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You remember Pumpin' Iron? So you, what, well, who was the guy that he was going against? There's another guy. Sylvester Sloan? No, it was uh, I don't know his name, but oh, um, uh, big dude. Uh, There's another dude. He was the Hulk. He was another dude. But peep, peep what he told the dude. He was like, "Well, you we get on the stage, you scream and you make his wow noise, because <laughs> you know they all doing the the competition." And he told him that and that was the wrong thing to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he did it to throw him off. And you don't know who's who's there for you or not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can't tell who's genuine or not. But I know that coming out that gate hungry, you want to learn, and you're like. Imagine, imagine, you know, the manager that you got to work with is telling you, don't do that, do this. Don't say that, do this. You know what I'm saying? You go, okay, wh whatever you say. Mm -hmm. And I think f from my point of view, I think it's very, very confusing yeah. for a new person because I bust my butt. You had sleepless nights trying to remember this script. Yeah. You failed certain things because you're just like, I couldn't retain it, but I made it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now that I think that I know it, this person saying, yo, scratch all that. Don't say that. Say this. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's you like, just stayed up all night trying to remember word <laughs> yeah. for word. What <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me ask you, Alex, why do you think, the let's say the industry, because most I'm pretty sure all timeshare resorts trained, you know, are, are similar. Why do you think the industry does that? Why do you think they teach you training instead of teaching you real life from the beginning? Why do they make? Why do they teach you the training version and then have you go out there and figure it out on your own? Why do you think it's like that? It's a foundation, you know. It's a, it's the same thing as uh, Jordan Belfort. You know, he um, 
straight lens syntax, trust need help hurry is the same thing from Westgate. You know, it's literally copy paste, right? And it's not like, like if they rip them off, it's just that's how you sell somebody, right? Mm -hmm. It's you need to develop that trust first. And if you don't, then you basically, you're not doing anything but, you know, playing with yourself and, you know, filling your thumbs and like just talking, right? Like that's all you're doing, you know? And you, you need to develop that trust. And once you get to trust, you get down to, to you know, need and hurry. No, sorry. Uh, yeah, need, help, hurry, mm-hmm. you know? And you need to follow those steps. That's the same thing for every single sale. It doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. And as long as you uh, get that basic, you know, instruction, then you can start maneuvering once you understand it and how, you know, how to maneuver through it. Yeah, but how do you know when you have someone's trust? If me and you are, or you and the family are sitting there, you know, talking, oh, yeah, okay, I've been here, I've been that, where you from, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. At what point do you say, okay, I got their trust, now I can move on to my next step? So um, you, you can kind of see it in their body language and the way they, uh, they're, you know, you, they're, they're sizing you up. They're immediately sizing you up, the first thing that happens, right? And um, I've seen, uh, like, for me, I, when I came back, because I, I had a, a couple years off or so, like a year and a half, a year off, and um, when I came back, I, I was I was having a hard time developing trust, and actually, I, I was doing well, because I had come out of the class again, I came out of the class, and I was just like, I was doing okay, right, and, um, but then I got into a little, little rut, and I asked Rich over here, and I was like, hey, Rich, can you just follow me on a, on a presentation, and um, from the videos that I've seen off of, like, the straight line syntax, and, you know, um, how they do certain things, uh, not going outside of the cell. Like you're asking questions. Like let's say um, it's like a little bar, right? And the straight, there's a straight line. Here's a bar. You can't bounce around that bar over and out, like over and above that bar or below that bar, because then you seem like an incompetent salesperson, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we do is completely different. What we do is hard, right? It's you got to sell someone thousands of dollars of timeshare, right? Where that stigma of timeshare is. Com- is just like it's super negative mm-hmm. right so you have to develop that trust like we said and um you know i was sitting there with rich and i, I see rich and he's 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 doing everything that every salesperson tells you not to do right like like he's he's they're like oh don't don't talk about like fishing and this and that he's talking about jamaican rum with these jamaican people <laughs> and i'm like i'm looking at him i'm like man are we just wasting time right and uh i, I we get back to um the back end, and they didn't want to hear anything from me. Mm. The only person they wanted to hear from was Rich. Mm. And it's because he built that commonality, that trust, that bond. And I was like, whoa, I picked that off. And from there, I mean, because of that, you know, I started realizing, like, you don't have to be so conformed to what people say mm-hmm. as long as you're doing what you, you have to do and uh, break down that wall and, and build some trust, you know, and, and at least a little bit. And you still have to you know, implement that throughout the presentation. You can't, you, you got to stay true to your word throughout the whole time. But um, seeing that, like the initial, like, like Rich was just like not, he didn't care about whether we were talking about sales or not. He was just having a good time with them and, and bringing down that wall. And when I saw that, that that really developed that, uh, that, that like structure in my head where it's like, okay, as long as I sit here and do what I'm supposed to do, but make, make it fun and, and make them like me, and show them kind of like the real me because mm-hmm. um, that's that's also they, they're going to pick up disingenuous things. They're going to pick up things that are just not true. You know, and they're, they're going to see it in your face. So you got to be really genuine. And I saw that Rich was being genuine with these people. And I was like, all right, I get it. I, I get it. This is all you have to do is just stay on path. 
but make sure that you're having fun while you're doing it and and making them open and being okay with you. Absolutely. So yeah, they got an old saying. I'm pretty sure you heard it by now. People don't care how much you know; they care how much you care yeah. about them. Yeah. You know. So once you put the sale to the side and treat every family as if that's your brother or cousin or uncle or best friend, you know, they'll definitely buy from you, man. They'll yeah. definitely buy from you. Let yeah. me ask you this. How long, um, whenever you're doing your warm up, how long does it take for you to warm up with the family? Uh, that depends on the family. Mm. You know, it, it, um, Good question. I mean, good answer. answer, Yeah, Yeah, that depends on the family. Some people are are just so locked up and and just so, like, not okay with you being a salesperson just in general, right? You could be the most charismatic person in the world, but they don't care. They just see you as the salesperson. And and I've I've had that encounter, and I've had to reiterate to them, like, hey, like, people buy this regardless, you know, whether you decide to do this or not. So I'm I'm here to benefit you and help you, and if I can, and if I can't, then either way, it's a it was a pleasure meeting you and have a nice day, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, but really, it's just uh, typically I would say 15, 20 minutes at max um, for me. But I mean, I've done a warm up for 30, 40 minutes, and I've sat there and then back, you know, basically backdoor them at the last second and said, "Hey, you need this." Like genuinely speaking, you need this, and this is, these are reasons why. Or this is why you need to upgrade or whatever the case may be. Yeah. You turn the hat. Yeah. For sure. That's what's up. I guess you can feel when you need, when there's more work to be done. Yeah. Before you, you move forward. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Mm. So let me ask you this. Out of the different, let's just say there's 13, 14 steps to the sale, right? Every resort has a, a different number. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you feel is the most important step of the sale? Trust, yeah. Uh, a, a lot of people say, um, uh, the like I'm telling you, like if, I'm sure you guys have seen this, right? But and for the people that haven't, it's it, you have to develop trust. You really have to get these people to like you, because if you don't do that, the everything else just it doesn't come. You know, you can't show them. They can't if you don't if you're not an expert in your field, you're not sharp. You know, you're not enthusiastic, but not too enthusiastic, but enough. <laughs> So where they're like, hey, like, this guy's a cool guy. You know, he's just uh, he's just trying to help me. You know, if they don't realize that, then everything else is not really going to fall in line, more than likely. You know, it happens every once in a while where they didn't like you, but they bought because they like their products, right? But that's that's normally not the case. Mm-hmm. They're normally buying you, the sales rep. Yeah, they buy you, not the uh, the the product itself. You know, uh, I've had countless of people, countless of um, you know, clients tell me, hey, like. You know, I'm buying this because of you. And I'm like, no, you buy this because your family. Like, I'm still trying to, like, yeah. implement that. But, like, like I, I could tell, like, they, they really liked me. And then they finally, like, just dropped their guard and was like, what's up? What is this about? No, that's real. I think people buy because they, they buy to have you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, do, when you, <clears throat> do you tell people, like, um, do you sell yourself as far as, like, when they become an owner that you're going to help them or you're going to be course. with them? Yeah. yeah. That's why they yeah. buy it. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I try to, when I sell someone any piece of real estate or anything, just, just for that matter, I, I really try to stay genuine to what I said it was gonna be, mm-hmm. and help them in the future. And let's say if they have any questions, like my owners are constantly hitting me up, 
And they're like, how many weeks I got in the system? And I'm like, you can just look in the system. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll go do it for them because that, that's the promise that I made. I love so. it. Mm-hmm. That's great. Got you. When's the first time that you heard someone pitching heat? And what did you think about it when you when you first initially heard it? Oh, my God. Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know. But the, the, the first time I heard was that um, – I have a feeling like it was like, this is gonna take you to Sea World or something like that, like a bridge or something. Like it's a joke, but like this is a joke. <laughs> I don't know if it was a joke or something, but I heard that and uh, I was like, whoa, like the time the the timeshare ownership is gonna get them to Sea World, like a bridge, like under or over or something, like some <laughs> okay. crazy stuff. I, I thought that was a joke. It was uh, super, somebody said Shamu comes out the pool. Yeah, I heard that. yeah, that's like a, a old. Uh, yeah, folk tale that's yeah, going around yeah. the industry. I heard but, that. But then uh, I heard, oh, no, it was, they were going to build a helicopter pad. <laughs> that's what it was. And uh, I heard that from an actual rep. And I think they got fired or something like that. I don't know. I mean, I wasn't paying too much attention. I was kind of focused at that point on myself. But uh, So you get fired for pitching heat. Of course. Yeah. You know, for uh, at least the suspended, you know, all this is recorded. Yeah. And why know, do you think people do it? weak they're weak sales reps you know they uh if you pitch heat you i don't know it's not it's not worth my license it's not worth me making money you know it re- it's really not somebody out there listening and watching and saying what is heat he is when you basically lie you know you lie for a deal you lie for for you know a persuasive purpose to make them buy you know mm-hmm. and in reality you should have just found their trigger points and and hit that mm-hmm. but because you're weak and you sit there and, and you're like oh i know if i say this so bye you'll say it and then i mean it'll come back to bite you it yeah will. for sure absolutely i think if someone gets into a a level of a desperation they they then take they go into those measures to, you know to anything to get a deal commission breath commission breath mm-hmm. commission breath is what we call it right yeah, um, yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're eager, eager to get ill. I mean, so the only, not to say this is heat, but another thing could be commission breath, it could be heat, or some people go as far as pitching recession. recession. Not recession, rescission. Rescission, okay, okay. Meaning like, you just buy it, and you know, if you don't like it, you can cancel. That's how, that's how, that's the measures they go to, just to try to get the deal on the books for that day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shoot, that happened to me the other day. The dude, I, I was going to do my, um, my bathroom get remodeled and I was like, nah, I can't make a decision today. And dude was like, you could just do the paperwork and you have, you have, you have seven days. <laughs> I was like, damn bro, this must be rough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I was always told pitching rescission was for weak reps. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it was always kept in my mind to not say that. But there's some people that be on the fence that, you know, they can't make a decision and you trying to tell them like, listen, do it, but you have X amount of days if you want to back out. But that's not a good, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You want everything to stick. You want everything to stick. And to be honest with you, from what I learned, because the one time that I did do that, it comes up again in dating. Like, if you told, because some companies, you know, I'm not going to say which ones, but some companies don't even talk about their rescission period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when when they go through the closing, it never comes up. Now, if you had that discussion with the family beforehand, and then they go through the closing and it doesn't come up. That family's going to say, what about the recession period? 
And then they were like, oh, how you know about that? And that exposes you. You know what I'm saying? So there's some resorts when they get to deeding actually pitch the rescission to them, though. Hey, just so you guys know, you have 10 days to cancel. And just in case you forget, you have 10 days to cancel. You know, and hey, That's, by the way, you have ten days to cancel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, shut up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I guess that's good. That's that's if it, if it sticks, it's solid. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I guess that's good. Alex, what do you feel about reps that um, well, not just uh, well, what do you feel about reps that pressure uh, families into purchasing? I mean, at one point you have to you have to involve some level of pressure during the sale. Would you say? Of course. Yeah, so how do you feel about reps that, that use, I mean, pressure? Do you feel like it's uh, too much aggressive pressure or it's the light pressure? What do you feel about that? Pressure has to be backdoored. You know, it has to, it's to be applied throughout the presentation without they, them realizing it. Mm. You know, if that's how you know you're, you're doing good, right? Like, you know, adding urgency on the, uh, with the urgency statements and showing that this will increase you know, over time, the value of it and whatnot. That's, you know, small things here and there. Um, you know, there's additional things as well, but really uh, just that them, you know, realizing it and answering, you know, your feedback, you know, asking those questions and, and asking them if they're, they're, are they, you know, do they realize it's going to, you know, increase over time and all that stuff. It, and, a, and a few things, you know, emotional standpoints and stuff. But really um, just just understanding, like, you can't put too much pressure because then you're going to lose them and you're going to seem, seem hungry. Yeah. But at the same time, um, there has to be a little bit of pressure because what we do is, is so, um, so it's like a tight rope. You know, you, you got to walk on that line and, and realize that, you know, if they, if you don't walk on it, you're going to lose them regardless. Mm. Right. And, um, you know, applying it over time and, and making sure that they understand that, it, it uh, actually, I, I was actually watching one of the podcasts, and you said, and I said this on the table one time, and I had co- completely forgot about it. Is uh, don't mix up my uh, my passion for pressure. Oh yeah, for sure. Bars. Oh yeah, that's one of my yeah. go tos right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That okay. was. Uh, I, I used that on the table the other day. You know, for sure. I was, uh, and it, it didn't come out to be a deal or anything like that, but yeah, uh, it's just that like you got to let them know. It got yeah. that message across. Yeah. 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 For sure, I for love sure. that. That's what's up. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. So, um, Rich, tell us about. Uh, we were, had a topic earlier um, about getting a tour, and you know, hey, sometimes it's not a single-legged tour. You know, <laughs> sometimes it's not husband and wife and just a kid or two to, in a perfect world. Sometimes it's a tribe. ten to fifteen to twenty family members. You know, so how does a rep even? process getting started with a, a, a tour that has 10 plus family members in it all right we're going we're going to take it to the visual so imagine having a family come up for a presentation and they are this deep they are about 15 deep <laughs> you know what i'm saying everybody wants to eat for the presentation um, how, how, how would you, I mean, for me personally, my first, like my third tour, when I first started, I had a family of like, maybe like 17 people and I had, but they were adults. There wasn't that many kids involved, but, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy because that's, that's wild. it's wild. So, I mean, Alex, how would you handle this? A large family like this? I, uh, I sold some, uh, family like that one time and not one time, maybe a couple of times here and there, but the last one that I, I remember was, um, 
it was like five other people, five kids, right? And them, and it was like maybe seven, seven people at that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I kind of got everybody involved that I could uh, and had them, you know, trying to talk to, like, you know how it isn't, like, you're surrounding yourself in, in a family table and you're breaking bread with your family. Like, mm-hmm. everybody's talking. Everybody's moving and saying something and everybody's laughing. And that's what you kind of have to do. But at the same time, you also, um, and we were kind of on that topic earlier, it's just identifying the decision maker, mm-hmm. you know, um, and who also wouldn't, it, who will influence the sale as well. You know, it could be one of the kids that was like super excited about what's going on. And you're like, all right, like y'all can leave, like everybody else can leave, keep but him. yeah, keep him, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I know he's going to be good. And uh, I realized like the son, the oldest son, he was really interested. And I was like, hey, won't you just stay, sit down? And uh, he sat down and then, the, the two parents, obviously, they're the decision maker, but the really the decision maker was a mother. And uh, I, I identified that, and I was like, all right, cool. So she's good with her her son. She loves her son. Mm-hmm. He's going to be influencing her to do it. And at the end, it was him that was just like, Mom, you should just do it. She was like, yeah, sure, whatever, and started doing it, and he signed the paperwork. Mm. There's some educated kids out there yeah. that can really help a sell. I've sure. seen some young kids say some things like, wow this makes sense mom this you see the logic behind this like so you know but i also think with those large families um that's the benefit for emotional heartstrings because they believe in family time and i remember getting a sale off of a canadian family jamaican canadians and they had bought a resale so they came back you know and um ended up selling them a four bedroom unit at the time we didn't have fives and uh just based upon on that you know because they traveled that that deep you know what I'm saying? And, you know, being at a resort that has all the amenities and stuff like that, when you use everything around you, you know, imagine watching your kids riding a bike and enjoying time together because when you work or you, you know, when you're back home, you work and the kids go to school and, you know, all those stories, um, that large family uh, wants to do more vacations like this. It's the first time they get together away from the norm and actually spend quality time. So although on a presentation, it's a little hard to manage a table like that, you know what I'm saying? Because you're, you're in the arena, it's loud, there's deletions going on, there's families walking by. But I do think it's a beautiful thing when you see how people are traveling that deep. And what if you could do it again? And what if you could be anywhere over the world? And what if you could leave this for them? That's when you could use everybody. What if you could leave this for them to vacation forever? You know, leaving a legacy, but um, managing it is is not the easiest. And like you said, you got to identify who's the key people. Because sometimes you ever had a tour that um, the people on the invite are not the ones that bought. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Sure. Yeah. And what you said about getting every keeping everybody involved is very very important because the person who's not speaking could be the person that blows the deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So sometimes we got to make sure that we keep everybody engaged, and that that's that takes some skill. You know what I'm saying? So I take my hands off for you for for doing that and pulling that off. Thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah, to piggyback off that, um, you know, if you're listening, use that family as an opportunity to get multiple deals. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm pretty sure there's two, three, maybe four, you know, adults that's in that group. You know, that could be two, three, four different deals. You know, you never know. You know, so definitely make sure you're utilizing everyone that's there. Let's let's do this, man. Uh, we have these new timeshare sales objection cards that we just came out with. You know, they're on fire. Rich, are they sold out right now, or there's a, there's, a, there's, or? There's, there's a limited amount left because they're about to be sold out. But if they go to the sold in sixty Instagram and click the link in the bio, 
um, the first link is to get the the, the cards. Got you. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, we keep an in-house deck, though. Yeah, we keep an in-house deck. So, Rich, explain to them what the sold in 60 timeshare objection cards are. So, the objection cards were designed to keep you sharp on your game while you're waiting for your next opportunity or if you you know just want to be ready for a rebuttal for any objection that you're going to get because most objections are repetitive right we're going to get the same thing in our arena so what we did was we compiled maybe about good 36 of the most common objections and came up with a suggestion that you can have as a rebuttal it's cool to sit with a, a friend or a family and to go over it test yourself first and if you can't come up with something then you go to the recommended rebuttal for that time but let me tell you something shout out to a gentleman named lg who um, is having a tremendous week. I think he's at about $350,000. Bought these cars, been using it, exercising it, and lately my phone has been blowing up from some of my peers that, that are at the resort. So we haven't even really released the launch yet, but I had to release it, and that's why there's like limited inventory. So, yeah, um, man. So right now what we do is we shuffle the deck, and we have Alex <laughs> pick a card without picking the one on top obviously <laughs> we had some people cheating last week man <laughs> but um read the object read the objection and then tell us how you would handle it i'm remodeling my kitchen i'm remodeling my, my kitchen. kitchen so we're at the back end you're showing the, the the price sheet the family saying you know hey alex man we love it it sounds good but you know what I just thought about it. We're remodeling the kitchen back at home, man. And, and that's, you know, the wife, you know how it is, man. The wife wants the kitchen redone, you know. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. <laughs> happy <laughs> wife, happy life, man. You know how it is. Yeah. Uh, what would you say to that? Well, to ask, um, first thing I'd ask is, you know, how soon do you, do you think that's going to take place? Mm -hmm. And uh, really, um, that's just kind of buying me some time and letting them elaborate a little bit more because they could just be saying i'm remodeling my kitchen and it's really just a smoke screen mm -hmm. and they're like oh a year from now and it's like are you get <laughs> a vacation a year from now like and it's you know you gotta kind of toss that out of the window but if, if not if they're serious and it's in the next couple of weeks and it's like all right well let me ask you you know if 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 that was that that important would that have stopped you shouldn't have that stopped you from being on vacation at this moment mm. and they're like well, yeah, and I'm like, exactly. So if you're still vacationing, you're going to vacation in the future, and you're still spending money on vacation. And I usually draw a little pie chart, and I split it up into, like, several different pieces, and I'm like, hey, this is your mortgage, you're remodeling the kitchen, insurance, uh, X, Y, Z, all your bills and all that stuff, and this is your vacation money. Mm. And all I ask is if this vacation money that I'm asking for here today takes away from any of these, don't do it. I'll be the first one to tell you. But if if it is it isn't, then just I mean I would say hey, take the opportunity at least look at it because it's a great opportunity for you and your family. And I kind of just let that kind of simmer in for a second, and then um, they might say something else like oh well, it's uh maybe you know the remodeling is it's, it's super important. And I was like okay that's completely fine. If you could do both, you know if you mm. could do both, and it was affordable for you today what would that look like, mm, you know, on a monthly mm, basis or something? I'll tie a number to it because I, I need something to work with. Yeah. And, uh, it's, you know, sometimes you, you you might get the, you know, stern person that just keeps pressing it. And I'm and I'm like, ma'am or sir, with all due respect, I'm not asking for any any of that, you know, money that you're going to be spending outside of your vacation money. If, you know, it, if it takes away from that, like I said, don't do it. 
but it is it is it going to take away and I'll, I'll try to tie them down to that and they're like well no and i'm like exactly so let's just focus on your vacation money for right now what would that look like for you today to become an owner mm. i love it i love it that boy, love that, it. boy bad i love it <laughs> that boy bad i love it no wonder he's having a tremendous week for month sure. year for sure i love it <laughs> that's what's up you know the cool thing about that is just like you know the back of these objection cards there's not just one right answer mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying depending on what third party story you can tie to the situation depending on you know what you discussed earlier in the presentation about their dream trips or the little hot buttons that you found out that they had that you could tie back to that that the conversation mm -hmm. you know so there's multiple correct answers but what you just said right there was perfect brother that was that was what's up man mm -hmm. thank you mm -hmm. i like that you said that you brought up the pie of life <laughs> well that's what i call it the pile you say you draw a circle you know, just to give a, a visual, like what I would do is um, I take a paper and, I, and it's, it's funny because you have to have there's a science to it. Like you said a couple couple lines, right? Yeah. But it, I, it's actually a circle. For me, it's a circle. I do the cross and then one more line. So I kind of give you a visual. If y'all are watching, we would take a circle, draw um, a line down the middle, a line across and the line. I get the pie of life. I call it a pie of life. Right. Mm. So I tell them, you know, in this pile of life, you have your mortgage, you have your utilities, you have your car payments, you have your kids college fund, you have a miscellaneous expenses. But in that pie, you also have your vacation money. And I would say in your vacation money is what we're talking about here today. Then I hit them with, you know, that's the only thing we talk about. And I would tell them that like, AAA says a, a family spends between three to six thousand dollars a year on vacation. And I would ask them, where do you fall on the low side, the middle of the, or the high? And if they want to go for the low side, that's cool, because three thousand dollars times thirty vacations is ninety grand. If you're on the high side, I even got a better number. So I set them up, right? At the end of the day, I could take that same number, divide it by twelve, and get a monthly payment. That's a commitment. So I'm only talking about the money you're going to spend anyway, and that would be a way that I would get them to make a commitment, because we're not talking about anything else but the money you're going to spend on your vacations. And I think that's what you just said pretty much and i think that that was that was better than you know what i was thinking i'm gonna take that <laughs> i'm gonna take that right there <laughs> that'll work yeah. that's dope man. But, but with any answer you are prepared and of course that's how you get sold in 60 for sure you know what i'm saying yo alex we appreciate you pulling up on us and dropping that thank you man any encouraging words somebody out here is watching this show right now and say i want to get into that business if if you had some one gem to drop on them what would you say Work hard and stay humble. Work hard and stay mm -hmm. humble. I like that. That's what's up. Because you know what happens. Sometimes, you know, that kiss of death change your, change your swag. You know, that, that first sale. You Throws know. you off. Yeah. Or anything. The money comes fast in this business, you know. Oh, yeah. And sometimes it changes people up. I've seen people, you know, have their ups and you can't tell them nothing. And then when they hit, you know, things change, they kind of change their, their attitude. I say stay humble. I, where I'm from. A person should know whether you up or down. You should, you should say you should stay the same person. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Sure. That's what's up. Yo, thank you for pulling up. Oh, Shout out to you. our sponsors. Factual Film Studios allowed us to record here. If you guys are looking to book studio time, uh, go to Factual Films on Instagram. And if you are trying to get into real estate license, I know Mr. Alex started without his license, and he had a couple of deals, and he didn't get paid on it. If you're going to get into the real estate business, you want to get your license first. And we are going to tell you, shout out to Richdale School of Real Estate. You can find them on Instagram as well. And if you want the Sold in 60 um, 
timeshare objection cost, go to Sultan60 at Instagram and you can get that with the link in the bio. All right. If you're watching this on Factual TV, you'll see more behind the scenes. And if you are watch, or listening to this on Spotify, please like it, share it. There's a poll on there, too, that you could say if you learned something new or if, if you like what you, you heard, go ahead and, and participate in the poll. We appreciate that. All right. And we out. And we out. Peace.